episode of Glitch Free Gaming is episode number 205. Hooray! Hooray! I think it's working this time. We did it this time. Yay! This is the 13th oh. time we've tried this. <laughs> no, it's not. It's only the second time. But <laughs> I think uh, would... they don't know that, no. Uh, yes, we've uh, <laughs> we had to restart the show uh, after a, a whole, what, five seconds, I think. Yeah, it was very instant of, <laughs> oh, Mike has dropped out. Great. <laughs> so uh, we had to start again, and this is a starting again, and I think we'll just end on a high. We'll just quit right now, and then that's us. I mean, it makes sense. We don't want to push our luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, what the hell. Let's do it. Uh, you are listening to Glitch Free Gaming, your weekly... Oh, I say weekly. Weekly-ish. Weekly-ish podcast uh, from... Myself, Mike, Kieran, and Paul, who isn't with us today. Uh, it's a weekly podcast about video games, gaming culture, board games, all sorts of games. Um, yeah, yeah. All we just things. come, yeah, just come and talk nonsense for a little while. So let's do that. We've got a couple of things to talk about this week. Uh, I think not many board games, more video games this week, but we'll see how we get on. Kieran, why don't you start us off? And uh, why don't you tell us about how you're getting on with Octopath Traveler, the demo. Are you ready for the full game coming out yet? Uh, just about. I've not actually finished the demo yet, but I kind of put it off. Like, I've been picking away at it here and there, but I was putting it off until closer to the game coming out because the demo, you can play for a maximum of three hours and then your save carries over into the full game. Right. So I've just been like, okay, well, I'll leave it till close to release then, and then it'll basically just be like having the game for an extra couple of days before it comes out. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been doing that. So I played as... I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's like Han- Hannah, who's a hunter lady. Right. Um, Basically, people don't know, Octopath Traveler is like a JRPG for the Switch, and the whole kind of gimmick with it is... There are eight different characters you can start as, and each of them has their own storyline. But then also they will meet other, meet the other seven characters, and you can form parties out of them. Um, so I started as the hunter character who starts in like a little village in the middle of nowhere, uh, and the whole thing is like there's a hunter that works there that kind of defends it from monsters and stuff, and she's kind of the next in command. And that hunter goes off to hunt some big monster for, you know, other places, basically. And you're left to defend the town while he's gone. And then he doesn't come back. And you're like, well, I guess I should go look for him. Um, it's it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, the one thing I'll say, though, is that that intro village that she starts in, and from what I understand, no other characters starting places like this, it... They tried to go for like the kind of old English, like I don't know how to describe it. Just you know that kind of old English <laughs> writing, and it's it's fucking terrible. It's they overwrite so much. I don't know how accurate it would be. It on the face of it, it does not seem like it would be accurate, um, and it's just irritating to listen to or read. So right, that's a pain in the butt. But you. I've reached like another couple of towns since then, and none of them speak like that. They just have regular writing, which is all the writing itself is good. So that's good. Um, but I'm really enjoying it so far. So, like, the main core of the game is you're traveling around, uh, 
you'll go through all this kind of story stuff, but there's you know JRPG turn-based battles in between that kind of story stuff that you can go and explore the world and grind if you want to. And right. the way the battles work is you uh, attack enemies. It's kind of like Persona. So you attack enemies and enemies will have specific weaknesses. So they'll be weak to you know sword slashes or axe slashes or arrows or light magic or dark magic, etc, etc, etc. And if you hit them with their weakness, basically they'll have like a little armor rating on them. And right. If you hit them with their weakness, that armor rating will tick down. And when it gets to zero, they'll be stunned and you can do more damage to them. Okay. Uh, for like a turn or two and then they'll get back up again. So uh, then the other kind of mechanic there is is that you every turn of battle you get a, a bonus point. And you can use that on your attack to boost it basically. So you can use up a bonus point. Every bonus point you use and you can use a maximum of three of them will either, if it's a physical attack, basically give you an extra one so you can use all three of them and use it with your sword and then you'll hit three times instead of once or with magic attacks will boost the level of the spell so it'll boost like a fireball from level one to level three right and it's just a smart little system because it means you end up spending like a couple of turns of the battle you know knocking down the armor of an enemy and by that time you've got a bunch of boost points ready so then you kind of cash them all in to do a shitload of damage while they're stunned. Right, okay. And it's just a really smart system. I really like it. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. And of course, like, the main the main kind of thing with it that's really good is just the art style. Like, I just love everything about how it looks. Like, they've got this kind of uh, 16-bit, you know, um, JRPG art style kind of similar to, like, you know, Final Fantasy six and uh, five, I guess. Yeah. I forget what five was on. But, you know, like six is the one is always my go to just like or like tactics. A lot like Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, yeah. Um but it's all in three D, even though it's using these two D sprites and stuff like that. So your character's two D and then the world is three D but all of the textures are still this these sprites. So you've got this really cool effect of these polygonal buildings and trees and whatever else but they've got these really flat textures on them um, right and then combined that with like some really nice lighting and also some really harsh blur effects and like real tilt shift blurs where like everything that's only like slightly away from you is super blurred um which i've seen some people not like too much but i really like the way it looks i think it it is a really nice art style um mm-hmm. It just looks gorgeous. Uh, the music is also fantastic. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, the full game will be out, and I'll be working my way through that as well. So we'll probably talk about it more next yeah. week. But my first impressions are definitely very positive. Oh, good. Well, it was one of those games I downloaded the demo at the same time as you played. I think I played for maybe about an hour, and I played a different story. I think I played the story where... She's a dancer in a cl- is a character who's a dancer yeah. in a club. So I played that in the first demo, so I decided yep. to go with a different one for this one. Right. Um, because yeah, they did that first demo that was apparently quite different uh, on the face of it. Like also that demo came out a while ago. Like I don't really remember what, how, right. di- how different it actually was. Um, it was very very stro- story driven, and it felt like 
it felt like you already had the game because it was demanding so much of your time, so much of your, of your attention. Whereas if you think to the last Final Fantasy, all, uh, how many different demos did they bring out for that? Was it two or three? Oh, there was tons. Yeah, because there was like the one where you're under the table and it's like the kind of Toy yes. Story-ish thing. Yeah. Um, and then there, was... there was that one and then there was the one where you did the big battle on the steps. Yeah. And there was the one where uh, you did the kind of sneaky mission with um, uh, I forget which enemy it is. Um, one of the big spiky horned enemies. Yes, yeah. Um, but that, you know, that was, it was to give you a taste of what was coming and it was just a feel of this is what the game is going to play like and it was more introducing yeah. you to the mechanics, the little bit of the look and feel of the game. Yeah. Whereas this is like Here's a big chunk of this game. If you get this played now, you you know you you get your. Uh, it's like it's giving you a task. It's like you know this yeah. game is going to be a bastard to get through. See if you start <laughs> if now. You start you now, know, you might yeah. just do it. Yes. Yeah, um, it feels like um, so like, uh, I'm trying to think of um, so that first demo felt like it was unfinished, like it did feel like hey we're working on this thing, we're not too sure about it yet give us some feedback and then this new demo seems to be like all right we got your feedback just so you can trust us that we've improved it since that last demo you can you know try it out and then your save will carry over to the full game yeah which is awesome um so yeah i'm really liking it so far and it's yeah it's like three hours but from what i understand like it's basically just a time limit like the majority of the game is I think there is like a a cap like you can't just blast your way through the entire story because one it's uh-huh. like three hours but two there is a point where it goes you need to buy the full game to get past this bit yeah yeah um but i've not reached that point and i think it would be very hard to reach that point unless you were like skipping story stuff so yeah um yeah but yeah by the time this podcast comes out that game will be out so we will talk about the full version next week because I will I will have it good excellent Um, but yeah uh, you on the other hand have been playing a brand new release yes called Fortnite (laughs) so we were talking episode and you were telling us that you'd tried it on the switch going back to giving it a chance and I had said that I had downloaded it and hadn't yet had a chance to play it, and I was going to. Yeah. So I tried it earlier this week, I think, say maybe Tuesday. So today is Thursday, just for context, you know, put it into context. I don't know, and... I don't know how long it takes us to get one of these episodes up once we record it. <laughs> so I had downloaded it eventually signed in and tried it out and that is the first time i played fortnite it's all right yeah it's fun it's yeah it's fun it's not bad so i the first game that i jumped into because of the default settings was a a team game mm-hmm. and i jumped out of the bus and i ended up i teamed up with uh, four people mm-hmm. but because i didn't know what i was doing i was on the other side of the map oh yeah yeah, and so yeah, they got killed off pretty quickly though as well. So <laughs> I I ended up uh, staying there, and we came ninth, I think it was. 
that's not too bad yeah um but they they were like killed instantly yeah and then i went into solo mode i quite like solo mode and it's it is it's you know it's battle royale or the hunger games whichever one sticks in your mind more it's pub yes yes yeah and yeah it's all right i've I've been having fun running around and hiding (laughs) i tend to find decent weapons if i don't find decent weapons then i will basically hide i will sneak from tree to tree or you know in cover and if somebody pops out my line of vision i will run behind them and kill them yeah uh yeah it's i'm not too keen on the the whole building thing that's not yeah i've not used a whole lot of the building stuff except for yeah talked about last week when i did the 50 v 50 mode where right yeah we yeah, built the... giant towers yeah the only time i've used it is to get to chests that are hidden within the world yeah. or uh, you know if I need to get up a mountain quickly uh, I'll do that but yeah I'm not against other people that use it I've uh, been doing that thing as well where if you get killed you can stay and you can watch the person that killed you and kind of watch the match mm-hmm. and yeah I found that people that build that stuff they don't last that long I find that towards the end of the game people start building stuff and those are the people that I feel like build, building stuff early on doesn't seem super useful except for like a wall to maybe block fire um, yes yeah uh, but like yeah people that actually start building like little defensive structures don't really do well until unless they are doing it in one of the smaller circles towards the end um, yeah because by that point hiding's not really much of a thing it's just kind of the straight up you know shooters yeah, yeah. Um, although saying that, the first game that I played, I I came second. Nice. Yeah, well, I was uh, just the, <laughs> the fight or flight. I, I instantly went into the old days of playing Tom Clancy's Advanced Modern Warfare, where you're, you know, you go in and you hide and move when you can, find what you can, and just take opportunistic kills, move to where you need to be. Yeah. And just wait, wait for them to come to you. So yeah, that was all right, and uh, I died horribly because um, <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, everything with the game is fine, and then it's this bunny hopping thing that people do. Yeah, yeah, I I understand that. Yeah, it's easier. Uh, well, it's harder for me to hit you when you're bouncing around, unless I've got a shotgun and I just take two blasts and you're gone. Yeah. And it's, it's also going to be interesting to see that now that gyro aiming's been added into the Switch version, which I feel like makes it a bit easier to aim at people who are doing that. Like on uh, PC, yeah. bunny hopping definitely helps still, but I feel like this is that would help. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. So that'll be that'll be interesting. I will uh, change my settings to have a go at that. Uh, what did you think of? I don't know if you've spoken about Fortnite before last time. I don't think you have, actually. I think I talked about it. Me and Paul talked about it on a podcast that you weren't on. Right. Back when it first came out. Ah, right. Uh, yeah. No, or not when it first came out, but when it first... It first came out on PS4, I think, is when we played. Yeah. Um, so the the paid content section of it is not, is not paid to win. I no. really like that. And it's all cosmetic stuff. Yeah, and I really, really like that. 
so I was having a look because I was intrigued. I thought, you know, it's the biggest video game in the world. How is it making the money or why is it making the money? And it is, it's, it's the whole Team Fortress thing. People are buying hats, mm-hmm. essentially. They're just costumes, uh, different skins for the tools that you use, uh, your character models. And that's all cool. That's fine. And you buy those battle passes and it doesn't give you an edge. It just gives you stuff. Yeah, and encourages you to play more. So either you can just buy costume stuff on their own or you can put money into the battle pass, which gives you tasks to do, which gives you experience, or you get experience just from playing and levels up over time and you unlock more stuff. Yeah, so I'm... I'm curious to see as well that see if you buy a, one of the battle passes and so as we're talking season five has just started on Fortnite, mm-hmm. so I'm curious to see how effective it could be to if you bought you know spent it's eight pound for enough money uh, eight pound real money to get enough virtual money to buy the the battle pass mm-hmm. and to see that if you did all the tasks and everything how much virtual money you could get during I'm pretty these sure I've seen people say that if you clear most if not all of the battle pass you get enough money to buy the next battle pass ah right okay so it's possible yeah so I think if you play it or at the very least take a lot of the cash off of it I'm not sure if it is 100% of it but yeah like at the very least you could play if you're playing a lot of Fortnite you could probably yeah. get the for- the Fortnite Battle Pass stuff for All heavily right. discounted, if not free. Yes, yeah. Okay. Would I think I might. Yeah, and... <laughs> you can start you know... playing a lot of Fortnite. <laughs> yes, that's it. It's just going to be Mike Plays Fortnite Week. Uh, <laughs> the weekly update. I'm curious to try it just to see how close you can get, even if you're not, you know, so if you're kind of playing at the level that we play video games, we tend to bounce a lot and... Yeah, and so I'm curious to see if how much money you would end up at the end after yeah. you've put eight pound in, and eight pound for a game like that, I think that's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Yeah, and I will also you know, say we... um, they the slightly the thing I think is maybe slightly cheeky on their like you know their microtransaction stuff is at the end of a season. Like just before the season ends, they will sell, uh, like levels for your battle pass. So if you want to just dump money in to get those last few levels before the season ends, you can do that. But even then, that's yes. not that bad. Yeah, that's. I don't have an issue with that though because the you know you've been given, is it two just over two months? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're given over two months to earn all the, the rewards and do all the tasks that they're setting for for you to do and then they're saying to you well if you want you can spend some money just to speed that up yeah yeah I I think that's alright and it's that thing where also it's free to play like it's that's an important part of it is it's also yeah. a free to play game um, there is it's... a non free to play section of it which the battle pass doesn't impact but also that's not on the switch version <laughs> Which is annoying because I actually kind of want it because it's like a whole yeah. more thing. Yes, and there's a it's got like a, a whole cooperative thing on it as yeah. well. Yeah. Now it's... is that on the PlayStation Four version yeah. or it's just not oh, on the right. Switch one? 
Oh, okay. Uh, or the phone version. Right. So, is there any plans for it to come to the Switch, or I don't think is they've it... said? But I would, I would hope so. I don't think right, they would okay. say no to more money if it's easy enough to do. Yeah. It's probably yeah. just. I think, for I understand, the frame rate's not as good in that mode in, like, even the PS4 version. Right. So it's probably a thing where they still need to optimize it a bunch to be able to port it down to the Switch. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. All right. But yeah, it's. Uh, I was. No, I'm not going to say surprise because I did like the premise of it. You know, it's Battle Royale. Uh, I thought I would. I was always saying that I was going to try uh, PUBG first. Mm-hmm. But this one was on the Switch. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, PUBG's on the Xbox, and that's kind of it. Whereas Fortnite's yeah. on everything at this point, so. Yeah. It's harder to avoid it than anything else. Yes. Fortnite yeah. is also the biggest game in the world at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm quite impressed with it, and I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from it is that it's not play to win, uh, pay to win, I beg your pardon. Yeah. Which yeah. I will also say, um, PUBG. Yeah. Has a battle pass. Uh huh. PUBG is also a paid product. And right. It's that one little difference makes a battle pass seem super fucking sleazy. Ah, right. It's still just microtransactions for cosmetic stuff, but you have to pay for the game. Like, okay, no, that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing where, like, I can maybe understand it if the game has been out for, like, you know, a couple of years, and so they had to try and monetize it because, you know, sales of the game had maybe went away, but servers were still needing paid for. Uh Like, that's when I can understand that kind of stuff, but then this was, like, because, like, that's what Rocket League did. Like, Rocket League was a paid product, still is a paid product, but when sales started, you know, drying up, they added microtransaction stuff and leaned into yes. it. Yeah. Whereas PUBG has, like, it's only been out for, yeah. uh, I but mean, you're... less than a year. Yeah, you also need to remember what Rocket League did as well, is they, was it on PlayStation 4 where they gave the game away for nothing? They yeah. did that yeah, on yeah. Other platforms as well, that so the, the game, you know, there was, I think almost everyone I know that has ever played the game never paid for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely got a PlayStation Plus when it first came out. Um, I wouldn't yeah. have played it. It wouldn't have been as big as it was if they hadn't. No. That, I think it's fair we, to say. We did a review for it on, I think it was on, on Glitch Free Gaming. You need to double check on that. But I know that they gave us, they gave us something ridiculous, like 15 copies of the game yeah. to play with people i was like here's extra extra keys if you want to give them out is you know do what you want with them yes i think they were, they were trying very hard to get out of there because their, their first game didn't do so well um yeah but yeah like it's a different situation but it looks a bit sleazy when PUBG is like hey we came out in like december but we're gonna start leaning heavily into microtransactions now and it's like well all right PUBG. uh Fortnite does it, but Fortnite's free to play, so I feel a bit better about giving them, you know, eight quid a month. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm gonna buy their pass every month. I didn't buy it last month. I might buy it this month. Yeah, I like some of the. I had a quick look at some of the costumes and some of the things they're doing, and yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a. Yeah, at the moment I I paid for. Oh, I forget which costume I paid for. I paid for it's like a secret agent 
one. Right. Um, so yeah, they, they've got what they call the introductory pass. It's like for four pounds, you get 500 virtual bucks you and you get a wingman costume. So yeah. it's kind of like a skydiving costume and you get, yeah, 500 and then another bonus 100. So 600. I don't uh, think that's what I got. Right. I should probably buy that. Yeah, maybe. Because, well, if you've already... Oh, mind you, you don't have the virtual money anymore because you played it on PlayStation 4. Yeah. Well, no, I, I bought stuff on the Switch. I didn't buy stuff when I was on PS4. Oh, right. Okay. But yes, that is also pain in the butt. Like, if you bought stuff on the PS4 version, it's gone. Yeah. Or is it so when I was... Yeah, when I was signing in as well, I remembered you saying that, and uh, I thought, shit, what did I use my my Epic account for? And then I remembered it was only the Gears of War stuff. That's good. Yeah. Which is Xbox, so yeah, yeah, so it was Not fine. Not even Epic anymore. Nope. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did. Um, uh, the other thing that I did as well was I signed up to Twitch Prime. Yes, I came in to do that actually. Yeah, because I've already got Amazon. Yeah. Anything, and I got a. They were giving because of Prime Day's coming up. I think, or I don't know if that's the only reason. Yeah, yeah. This is the lead up to Prime Day. They're giving out free yeah. games on Twitch Prime. Yep, and uh, they're giving out free costumes and skins for your harvesting tool on. Oh, Fortnite. I didn't know that. Oh, fuck yeah. Do that then. <laughs> I thought it was just a free. They've been giving out free games. And I keep forgetting. Is that thing where yes. the, the first day they were giving away Pillars of Eternity, which is the one I wanted. So once I yep. missed that, I was just like, eh, fuck it, whatever. Uh, I should do it, but I don't care that much, because I missed yeah. the one I wanted. I, I should actually claim the games, but it's like... It's like, I have so many games anyway. <laughs> yeah, so many games you're not going to play. No point yes. in adding more. Exactly. But, yeah, so that's... Something else. How about some Money Puzzle Exchanger? Alright, let me tell you about the best game you've never heard of. Y yes, please do. All right. Because it's it sounds absolutely fucking mental. And when I say that, <sighs> Kieran was he was playing it, so we tend to before we start the podcast, we'll join each other through the chat and he can hear what I'm playing, I can hear and it just sounded absolutely fucking mental. So please enlighten me. Alright, Money Puzzle Exchanger called uh, Money Idol Exchanger in Japan is okay. a puzzle game in the style of, it's like a multiplayer puzzle game, like a 1v1 kind of thing in the style of like, you know, Tetris or Puyo Puyo or uh, whatever else, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, whatever your go-to is for that. I don't know why right, okay. Mean Bean Machine is my go-to, but it is. Um, but the way it works is there are denominations of money coming down in rows uh, from the top of the screen and you have two buttons you can either scoop up money or you can shoot money back up and you can hold as much of the same type of denomination as you want but you can only hold one type of denomination at a time so you can hold up like there are there are ones fives tens fifties hundreds and five hundreds so you want to scoop them all up and you want to basically connect as many of them they just have to be touching they can't be diagonal but they have to be like you know vertically and horizontally touching um you have to connect enough of them to make the next denomination up basically and you're able right. to get like thousands so you'll get 
five ones, it'll turn into a five. You get two fives, it'll turn into ten. Ten tens will turn into, you know, a hundred. And you keep doing that. And the, oh, sorry, no, you get five tens to turn fifty, and you'll get two fifties to turn into a hundred. And the goal is just to try and get thousands because thousands score points. And all the time while you're matching these up, you're sending junk to the other side, which is just more coins. You're just pushing it down. And so it's got that kind of Tetris thing where it's coming from the top rather than the bottom, but same kind of Tetris thing of you're out if it, you know, crosses the bottom line. And it's really fast paced and really fun and super, super silly. Um, I really enjoy it. It was a arcade game ages ago. I never played it in arcades because, you know, I didn't play anything in arcades because I'm, uh-huh. yeah, wasn't a thing for me. Um, but it has come out in like the those arcade archives games that um Hamster is putting out on like the Switch and the PS4 and stuff. Right. And it's just really fun. It's it you know kind of scratches that same itch as something like you know a Puyo Puyo or a Tetris or you know something like that. And it's just super super fun. It's so fast paced. It's it sounds more complicated than it is because you know there's so many different denominations of money but like when you're actually playing you're just very quickly just like all right i need to pick these up chuck them over there pick these up chuck them over there uh you can set up big kind of like chains kind of you know that's why i keep comparing it to like puyo puyo because you'll do a thing like where you'll you know get uh five tens in a place and they'll turn into a 50 and they'll land next to another 50 already because that's where you've converted it and that'll turn into 100 and it'll chain into the hundreds that are near it and it'll all just chain together and like clear your board and do tons of junk to the other player Um, right and it's an arcade game so the ai is like you know stupidly brokenly difficult at times because that's how arcades work but it's definitely worth it for the multiplayer um it only has local multiplayer which is a bit of a disappointment but it also works with a single Joy-Con because it's only two buttons and a analog stick. It's right. just, you know, scoop up money and spit out money. And I just highly recommend it for people. Like, it is a fantastic game. And I think it's one of those arcade games that not a lot of people really know about. At least I don't see a lot of people talking about it. Um, yeah, it's one that, you know, when you said what you, when I asked you what you were playing and you told me, it was like, not, not ringing a bell no, at all. Yeah. I this fair like it's not it doesn't seem like a super widespread thing that people know about but it's a really good game um, and yeah it just scratches that kind of you know that Tetris itch or that Puyo Puyo itch which is good because you know you need more good games like that or actually you know what it's very similar to um, uh, Puzzle Fire Puzzle Fire is oh, okay. probably a really good go to like comparison for it um, right. again they play very similar uh, very differently because it's you know, matching money. It's basic maths, basically. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like that fast-paced, um, like kind of super competitive multiplayer kind of thing, similar to like how Puzzle Fighter is. Um, and then it's got like this anime aesthetic that's, you know, there's a bunch of different anime ladies that are all called like Debt Miser and Trader. And <laughs> it's just okay. weird. They're all like vaguely money-related terms and it's bizarre. Um, it's just real goofy but then also it has like you know you pick your character and like all Japanese games it shows you the lady's blood type because that's how that works 
Yes, yeah. Um, which is always creepy and weird, but hey, I'm not Japanese. Maybe that's just fine. Well, I read somewhere about that a good couple of years ago that the the reason they give you the blood type is it it it's meant to donate luck and personality. Yeah, it's supposed. They're supposed it, to... It's to build the character more. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's supposed to be like you know beliefs of like certain blood types have certain types of personality, so it's supposed to be like a kind of quick way of oh they have this blood type, so you know what they're like. And it's like no, yeah, it's I like... don't. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'd be like you know European games or sort of North American games saying oh he's a Libra. Yeah, it'd be like Star Yeah, that's actually yeah. the probably the best comparison for it. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's fun. I recommend it. It's only like. Oh, I think it's only like, I would say seven pounds. Uh, those arcade arcade games are pretty cheap. Um, yeah. But it, it's definitely worth picking up. Um, the arcade modes, like you know, the the AI is difficult, but it's fun. Um, but it's definitely most worth picking up for that kind of local multiplayer. So, you know, like I played right. a couple of rounds of it at lunch the other day, and it just gets super competitive. Um, it is maybe a bit of a harder sell on a system that already has Puyo Puyo Tetris on it. Mm-hmm. But it's a really good game and there's like nothing else really actually like it. So yeah. Um, I definitely recommend Money Puzzle Exchanger. I might... This is one of those games that I picked up and it came out of nowhere. Like they didn't... Hamster don't really announce their Arcade Archive stuff that far in advance usually. Um, so I was looking at like the Reset Era thread about you know, eShop games that are coming out this month. And literally like three days before this game came out, someone posted and they're going, I heard a rumor that Money Puzzle Exchanger is coming out this week. And people were just like, like there was like two of us that were like, oh fuck yes, I know what I'm spending money on. And then there was like a bunch of people that were like, what's Money Puzzle Exchanger? What are you talking about? <laughs> and we're like, oh man, you're in for a goddamn treat. Because Money Puzzle Exchanger is where it's at. Yeah, I'm just looking at it right. How much is One. it? It is six pounds and twenty nine pence. That's a good price for money puzzle exchanger. Um, I bet some people will have that amount of money in gold coins by now. <laughs> you could probably get it for free. Um, yeah, I used my gold coins on lumens. I'm saving mine up for Smash Brothers because I want that digitally. <laughs> Oh, all right, okay. So I'm just going to be like, because I want it digitally and it's going to be like 55 quid or something like that because Nintendo likes to be a chancer when it comes to their fucking eShop prices. Yeah, but <sighs> I, if you look at even ordering the physical version, I think it's coming in at like 50 odd quid at the moment yeah. as well. So. Fun. Yes. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah. But yeah, Money Puzzle Exchanger. I definitely recommend it if you're looking for an art puzzle game on your Switch. Um, but also Puyo Puyo Tetris is also really good, so... Yes. Yeah. Judge it accordingly. I wish it had online play. None of these arcade archive things have uh, online play. Right, okay. Which is a bummer, because on the PS4, before they started doing these arcade archive releases, Hamster... I'm pretty sure it was Hamster that did them as well. Um, they did slightly more um, updated versions of a couple of Neo Geo games with online multiplayer. Right, okay. So I got, I think it was just the first Metal Slug and um, Mark of the Wolves. I got both of those and they had online multiplayer on PS4 and so when I first got 
my Switch, like very early on at least, one of the first things that came out for the Switch digitally was Mark of the Bulls, um, the Arcade yeah. Archives. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, go guess, play some online. And there's no online in that. It's just the arcade version. Nice. And it's a bummer. I wish these games all had online. Like, I, they keep... Hamster are doing a great job releasing these really good emulated versions of Neo Geo arcade games. Like, there are really good versions of them. And, uh-huh. like, if... I, I don't have, like, the best knowledge of arcade games, so I don't buy a massive amount of them because I don't know what they are, basically. Uh-huh. Um, but I imagine, like, if you are into Neo Geo games in particular, like, you know, they are do they, there's a lot of them out on the Switch, and they are probably all ones that... They're all very good versions of those games. So if you have, right. if you, have you know knowledge of them or history with them like you will enjoy the versions they put up um but i just wish they had multiplayer because they're arcade games and yeah and that's also why i've been buying on the switch rather than like the ps4 because i can get over the lack of online a bit more on the switch because i do take my switch with me everywhere so yes yeah yeah so it's fine like i can get a multiplayer game at lunch every now and again because there are people there Um, yeah Compared to my PS4, where if it's just local multiplayer, I'm not going to buy it on my PS4. With yeah. the exception of like Jackbox, like I, you know, I don't play local multiplayer stuff on my, you know, my PS4 very much. Whereas the Switch is, you know, we have talked many times about how good Nintendo's gimmick is with the Switch. Yeah. But the, you know, their online multi, uh, their local multiplayer stuff is, just it's great. <laughs> you know, it works super well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of which, you've been playing some Mario Tennis Aces, which is another one of those uh, games that's really good for local multiplayer. Yeah, I hate Mario Tennis Aces. It's so good. Yeah, I, the last... <laughs> so I am, I'm convinced I'm at the last bit. So have you advanced in the adventure mode any further? I finished two more missions, so I'm still on the snowy mountain. Alright, okay, so you're still in the snowy mountain. So I am two bits after that. I'm at the finals and like I said, it involves you're playing two games back to back. One is a doubles match and then one is a singles match. Yeah. Get through the doubles match, no problem. And that singles match is rock <laughs> solid. It, it's the if you think other bits in the game are difficult, yes they are, but they're a walk in the bloody park. Yeah. Is that even with the latest like update? Because they did lower the difficulty a little bit in an update oh, really? like last week. I heard they did. I think it's. I think that last one in particular is still supposed to be very very difficult though. Right. I don't think they uh, made it easier. I anything. don't think I've played it since they updated it. Apart from I'm fiddling around with it now, but no, so I, I couldn't tell you. It's it's good. It it's still good. I suck online <laughs> uh, I am absolutely dreadful which is weird I used to be good at topspin tennis I was good at and I was also good there was one of the Mario's I think it was Mario Tennis for the 3DS which you could play online yeah, as well I think that's right yeah and I was quite good at that but this I am absolutely gash I don't know what's happening <laughs> it's very tough I don't... the people playing online yeah. are very very good at it oh yeah yeah, they're very, very good. Yeah. Like, so... I think I said this last week, but I, you know, bought this game 
primarily intending to play the multiplayer after how much I enjoyed playing the multiplayer in that beta. And I haven't played as much multiplayer as I thought I would because I keep getting destroyed every time I play multiplayer. And I'm just like, yeah. well, I give up. <laughs> I can't I... I can't win. Yeah, I do see a little bit of the argument where people are saying that for online matches, they wish you'd be able to play a full game of tennis. Yeah. Because sometimes two games is, you know, is not enough for you to get used to how someone's uh, playing. It's it's kind of like playing somebody in playing a fighting game against somebody. Yeah. And, but more, you know, going back to, you know, years and years ago when fighting games were kind of new because people would use the same tricks over and over because yeah. they didn't need to, Take you know, so other stuff. yeah, but once you got to learn what they were going to do, you could anticipate it. Yeah. And then, you know, that was it. You knew how they played and if they didn't adapt, you could overcome them. No problem. Mm-hmm. And I feel that with Mario tennis aces, if you got six games, you would see the pattern of some people play because there are people and they just, you know, they, they play for the, the end of the core or they've got this serve the yeah. down pat and they just serve ace, ace, ace. I'd also think though it's got yeah. that kind of Splatoon thing to it where having the short matches is beneficial because it means you can just jump in and play online for a match and then go off. Yes, um, yeah. Which is kind of what I like about Splatoon, apart from the bit where you have to fucking go through Wait. the goddamn yeah. use thing every fucking time you turn the game on. <sighs> yeah. Who thought that was a good who thought of all the things to bring back from the first game, that was whatever. Yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> that was the thing. That was what we all wanted back was fucking mashing A to get through the fucking news report as quickly as possible because it has nothing interesting in it. Yes, yeah. Uh, Okay. No, I'm I'm not really having a go. I'm saying it would be nice if you had both things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I can say about it. I've uh, I don't think there is anything else you can say about Mario Tennis. Uh, it's good, buy it, and uh, that final match is a bastard. Yeah, uh, we... I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Cool. Uh, so, why don't you regale us with some tales of Assassin? Hang on, am I reading that right? You've got Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. Right. Okay. Didn't you finish that? No, I didn't finish it. That's why I'm playing it. <laughs> oh, okay. You're thinking enough, of Paul. I I, actually, I don't even know if Paul finished it. It was on his game of the year <laughs> list, though. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to finish some games recently because there's not a lot been coming out recently, and the things that have been coming out have been things like you know. Mario Tennis and Blaze Blue and you know Money Puzzle Exchange are things that I play in like short bursts and so it gives me a bit more time to play through bigger lengthier things so like I finished God of War last month um, and now I'm trying to get through Assassin's Creed Origins and I am right at the end of that game now Right. Um, I've got to the point where very much the story is wrapping up you know the, the turns have all been made and it's very much got to the point where they're like just go murder the fucking last guy already <laughs> like the last mission may as well just say like, just go fucking murder this fuck nugget and it's like alright fine Jesus come on um, <laughs> so I'm getting but didn't, didn't Black Flag kind of work like that you went so far and then it was like four the, the last four missions were just a continuation of each other it was 
go and track this guy down. You go and track him. And it's like, he's there. Go through the door. And you'd go through the door. Mission accomplished. And it was all cutsy. It was just very bizarre. Yeah, so I like just went through a series of missions that I thought were going to be the end of the game because it was that. It was very much like, it was go save Cleopatra. And then once you do that mission, it's like, all right, get on a boat with her now because you're already here. And then you go and it's like, oh, you're in a different area now. So you can't go back into the open world till you've done all this stuff. And it's like, all right. See where this is going. It's going to be the end of the game, I guess. <laughs> this is the... You should have probably had a pop-up at the start saying, you know, finish up your stuff before you move yeah. on. Um, but it's not. It just dumps you back into the open world after it. So, But it seems very close to the end, if nothing else. Um, I'm really enjoying that game. I actually started doing a lot of the side stuff. Um, the I was doing some of the side missions to level up because that game is an RPG. It's weird. They turned Assassin's Creed into an RPG. But... <laughs> Like, I was leveling my character up so that I could do the next quests easier. And started doing... I got really into one of the side quests, which is there's a bunch of enemies called um, Phylakis, who are, like, big, tough, over-leveled super dudes, basically, that are mercenaries that are hunting you down. And there's ten of them scattered throughout right. the world. And you get, like, really good weapons for killing them. So I've just been going through killing those guys one by one. Um, and, like, their levels vary depending... Or their levels vary, like, through where they are on the map, basically. So you will encounter them as you're playing through regularly, but they'll usually be over-leveled for what you should be when you reach that point the first time. Um, right. So, like, when you get to Alexandria, you're going to be level... Uh, I'm pulling that up, but you're gonna be like level twenty or something like that. And so the phylakes that hangs about there is usually like twenty four. So it'll be slightly stronger than you. You could probably beat him if you're good enough at the combat. If not, you could just wait over level him and then take him out later and get his weapon. Um, mm-hmm. Which means I now have just got like a bunch of really good weapons, which is cool. Um, but it sounds like a bit where in Black Flag where you went after the legendary ships. Yes, it's actually very similar to that, except if the legendary ships were just dudes, and if they gave you, like, gear. Because, it, again, it's an RPG, like, you're getting colour-coded gear as you, you know, unlock uh, stuff. Right, so, okay. So they unlock, basically, the equivalent of, like, unique weapons. Um, oh, God, my printer's gone off. That's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, you unlock, like, unique gear from killing them. So I've got, like, a sword that is on fire now. Which I appreciate that the, you know, it gives you the little stats on it, and it'll be like, oh, you get health from critical hits. You have uh, per- more powerful critical hits, and then the fire ones literally just say is on fire, and it's like, all right, okay, cool, that's <laughs> that's pretty good, I guess. Um, it's uh, it's a really good game. It's weird. I'm glad they took the year off between uh, this uh, syndicate and this. Because right. Assassin's Creed Origins feels in a lot of ways like it feels like the old Assassin's Creed games, but it also doesn't. Like it does feel like they've made it into an action RPG. Um, and the main reason that I've kind of went back to it and tried to finish it off is one, because I enjoy it, but two, like I really like the look of the new one they're doing this year, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which seems like it's taking those kind of RPG elements they learned from Assassin's Creed Origins and setting it in you know Greece and Sparta which means that it's gonna have a lot more naval combat stuff in it which there is some naval combat like there is some 
like it just plays like the Black Flags naval combat, although it's you know ancient Egypt or not ancient Egypt, but it's Egypt. Um, so there's no cannons and stuff yet. It's all just arrow based and things like that. Right. Okay. But like the Greek stuff that's going to be in uh, Odyssey just seems like it's going to be you know filling that black flag void yeah i can live with that yeah like imagine Assassin's Creed black flag if the on-ground combat was way better it looked way nicer it was sent in greece yeah it was an rpg <laughs> like yeah sounds pretty good to me um so yeah i'm trying to finish off odyssey i'm trying to finish origins before that comes out um but that will probably not be until I probably won't pick that game up at launch because that game comes right. out. That game comes out in like November, I think. Because you know, everything has to come out before the end of the before year. Christmas. Yeah, before Christmas, and there's so many other games coming out. So yeah, we'll see. Um, sure. Yeah, but it's Assassin's Creed Origins. It's still good. Paul was right putting in his game of the year list. It still doesn't make mine. I stand by mine still, but right, it's a fucking good game. It's like a good number six. It's tied for number six with all the other games I didn't put on my list, like Gran Turismo <laughs> and whatever else. Yeah. Um, then another video game we've got on this list, which I'll just jump into, I guess, is uh, yeah, Battle sure. Pack. Yes. So this is the. Uh, is it an RTS with mechs? It's turn-based. It's more. It's a. Yeah. It's very XCOM-like, um, except for the bit there's no like, uh, cover system. I guess it's only loosely like XCOM. It's XCOM in like its structure where it has. It literally has a kind of you know, press play to go through time and then events will happen kind of thing. Like you know the base building stuff in XCOM. Uh, uh-huh. Instead of building a base, you're upgrading mechs and re-equipping all the weapons on them and stuff. Um. I've had it for a wee bit now and I've jumped in now here and there but I kind of stuck with it over the weekend and was trying to blast through some of it to actually progress um, so I got to dive a bit more into the actual like you know meta layer of it which right. the, me- the meta layer of it is you're part of a mercenary company that you know has these mechs and you're using them to go on missions and that's usually like security missions or you know search and destroy missions and stuff like that to get money because you owe a bunch of money to the space banks and you're trying to keep yourself afloat so you are gonna go and do all these missions and hope that you can make just enough money to squeak by if not enough money to make your mechs better so you could do better missions and loop like that uh, I'm not sure if there's much more in the way of like a story like there's story stuff at the start and I've done one more mission that seems to have a bit of story stuff but for the most part it seems to just be like Nah, go on these missions and just fuck up some other mechs. <laughs> Which is good. Uh, but that game also gets really difficult really quickly. So I'm on a mission now that I've tried twice and failed both times. Where you're on like a moon base and like a big scary mech comes. It's like the first boss fight basically you do. And it's this big scary mech comes and starts fucking up all your shit. And I'm not doing well against them. So Right. <laughs> I'm going to take another stab at that at some point but that game's really good um, I love the way the combat all works so it's like turn based and um, 
it's a lot about building up your squad because you can only take like four mechs into an encounter and uh-huh. so you want to make a mix of medium, heavy and light mechs and you can del- dive in and like customize the mechs so there's like a handful of different types of mech and they have different hard points that you can equip weapons onto you get weapons from either buying them or you get like salvage from other missions um, right which is actually kind of a cool thing that you can do so like when you negotiate a mission because you're like a mercenary company you get a bit of say on it it's not just money you there's like a little slider we can choose like i want more money or you can choose i want more salvage and more importantly i want more salvage that i get to pick basically you can choose you can give up some of your share of the money to basically get first dibs on some of the like leftover scrap from the fight right um so you can like go through and destroy a bunch of mechs and then at the end of it if you decided you wanted to get more salvage and get first dibs on it it might be like oh you get to pick the first three things and you'll pick those bits of the mech so you can make that mech later or use them to repair your current mechs which is a really smart system i think i really like that um but then also like you're building up your mechs you're equipping different weapons to them you're managing their heat usage which is cool like i really like that as a kind of concept so you know your mech will overheat if you're just firing lasers constantly so you can't just make a mech that is like made entirely out of laser guns because right you want to use because you have like a weight limit basically every mech suit has like a, a weight limit and so you can choose you can you have a lot of customizability about how you spend that weight like you can reduce the amount of armor you have on specific body parts so you could go in and be like oh i took all of the armor off of my left arm i don't know why you would do that but you could totally go in and be like oh, i took all the armor off my left arm so i could equip more weapons onto my right arm right okay and it's like it'd be a really stupid thing to do but you could do it um which is pretty cool and then yeah they've got this heat usage stuff so you can also cycle weapons on and off like mid battle so when you go and attack someone um it'll default to like all of your weapons turned on and show you how much heat that'll use up and you might be like nah this this guy doesn't need me to shoot four lasers at him he only needs two because then i can shoot the other two next turn so i'll turn two of them off for this turn and it's all about just managing your heat and weapons to wipe stuff out and it's really cool I really, really like that game. I definitely recommend it for people. Cool. Yeah. Um, those devs just got bought by Paradox recently. So yes, that's right, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do going forward. Like Paradox have a good history of... Paradox and Hairbrand schemes themselves have like... Um, they have a, a good history of like supporting their games. Like Hairbrand did all those Shadowrun games and they made a bunch of expansions and stuff like that for them then you know paradox paradox they do dlc out the butt for every single game they make so yeah hopefully this game is supported for a long time or they do like another big kind of sequel at some point um also i've not even scratched the surface of this one yet but i'm enjoying it enough that i look forward to seeing what they do with it next um yeah i wonder if they'll bring it out on other stuff actually because it seems like it would you know like XCOM, it would it would transition to consoles yeah it wouldn't be the smoothest transition but it would it would work um but they didn't put shadow run out on consoles i don't think so probably pc exclusive right 
But yeah, Battletech, cool. it's all good. Um, I think that's all we have for video games. Uh, I think it is, yeah. Unless you want to read out these notes that Ben has been writing in our podcast of sheet <laughs> while we've been talking. Yeah, he's uh, so Ben was meant to join us today. But had to nip away for real, real life things, and he's written notes. I think we'll leave them just because I, th- I know he does want to come on the podcast and talk about these games specifically. So, uh, yes, we'll um, we'll leave it <laughs> now. <laughs> That's fair. Um. So I think we've only got one board game to talk about. Yes. Which is a game I was going to talk about last week, but we didn't because we were wittering on quite a lot about other things. It so was a the long game, podcast last week. It was, yeah. Uh, so before we get into that, I've just remembered as well. So we spoke about RollQuest, which was the game that was coming to Kickstarter. It's live now, but yes, we so we got an advanced copy of it to do a preview for it. So, if you remember, I was talking about a certain element of it called the gauntlet cards. Mm-hmm. And it, basically what it did is, you know, after everyone was doing the fun bit, you could then play these cards, which would allow you to steal victory points from each other. Yes. So, after you've done all the hard work of doing, you know, your um, your scene and having fun, somebody could play these cards and essentially steal all your hard work from you. And that was it. I had heard back from Hercules Game Studios. They've done away with them. Oh, yeah. They so they had the uh, play testers. They play tested it quite vigorously. They also used the play test facility at UK Games Expo, and they'd said that the feedback they got from play testing was that nobody really liked them, so they have removed them. That's fair. Yeah, that was. I thought that was quite cool. That was really so, cool. yeah. So, yeah, that's. I, I thought I would just mention that because what happened was we'd obviously, you know, done the preview and they'd reached out to us and said, "Look, we've removed those, so they're not really part of the game anymore." And so no, that's fair enough. And then, so I thought I would just mention it as well. So if that was what you were basing on, you know, whether or not to check out the Kickstarter. It's something they they listen to the people that played the game for them, and they've changed it. So if it is if it does sound like something you'd be interested in, it is live now. Yeah, That's so cool. be quite cool. Uh, yeah. So the board game that we did want to talk about was a game. I think Ben has it for review. I think we mentioned that as well, and it's called Escape the Dark Castle. Yes. So it is. It was a Kickstarter as well. And it's now back on Kickstarter for some expansions, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, two or three different. Yeah, it's like a whole suite of expansions that you can get for it. And essentially, what the game is, is if you are old enough, which means Kieran, you won't be old enough to remember <laughs> the kind of choose um, your own adventure game books. I remember. I had a Sonic the Hedgehog one. <laughs> That's literally the only one, right? So if you, if you kind of think back to the the fighting fantasy game books, so the games yeah. that's the game books that Steve Jackson and Ian Livingston made, and then going into more like the 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 other game books where you built a character sheet. It was like an RPG. You built up. You had equipment that you could take from one book to the next. It's going back to that. The game design 
if you have a look at the graphic design of it, it comes in a black box and it's line drawings. It's mm -hmm. black and white line drawings. It's trying to evoke that. Uh, the cards are black. You turn them over, they are white and they've got black writing on them and then it's a black and white drawing. So the idea in the game, cooperative, and you are trying to escape a dungeon. Nice. You will all, you all pick a character, and there there are various characters. So there's, and because I don't have it in front of me, I'm going to butcher this. But there's the, you know, there's somebody like there's a, I think there's a butcher, and there's a a blacksmith. There's, I think there's a thief. There's different characters, and they have different attributes. They have the stealth, strength, wisdom. I think that's the three of them. And you basically you get a custom die for each character that you play. So let's say the the blacksmith, if it is a blacksmith, he's the one that carries. He his dice is all about strength. Mm -hmm. Um. So and then you may have the person, somebody, and their dice will be all about they'll be all about the, the wisdom, and then somebody else will be all about the stealth. So you basically, depending on how many people are playing, you'll pick characters that are you kind of complement each other so that, you know, if you come up in certain situations that need various attributes, one of you's got it covered. Mm-hmm. Right, so you've got your character and you've got your, your special dice that you roll. You Then there's a dungeon deck and it's made up of a certain number of cards. I think it varies depending on how many people are playing and how, how long you want the adventure to be. And they get shuffled uh, apart from the boss card that gets put. It gets put at the bottom, but you shuffle the other ones. And you then, basically the gameplay is you turn the card over and you read what's on there. And so the first one starts that you're in a dungeon and you turn the corner and you do this and it says turn the, the card over. So you turn the card over and it says you you bump into a whole host of sewer rats and you're going to try and run away from them, whatever the case is. And it will tell you what you need to do. You, you have a choice. Uh, normally you have a choice. You can either try and run away from them or you can try and use your flint if you have flint, you can, you know, uh, burn them alive, yeah. for example. So if you overcome the the obstacle or the creature, if there's somebody that is combat and you beat them, you get to take a, an item. So there's kind of like a treasure deck and it's all got useful items in it. Sometimes it's like a sword that will give you extra strength or it may be a luck portion which will allow you to roll re-roll dice and things like that um, so there is other dice in, in game as well and it's apart from your custom dice that you have these are standard dice the dice are used by the AI so that the black deck they will roll the dice as well they will use these dice to show you what you have to overcome so it may say that you are fighting a, a jail guard a jail guard has three three strength and then you have to roll a certain number of dice to find out what the other attributes are mm -hmm. so a little bit of you know luck every time you play yeah. it as well or variability and that's fine but you also use these black dice uh sometimes you may you may get to add more 
more roles or you know augment your your white die role and that's it uh yeah um, obstacles if you do manage to get over overcome them then you get treasure you can decide to who you're going to give the treasure to within the party at any time you can if everyone's all got too many items you can you know pick one item up use it and then you know if you've got already got too many items put one item down pick the other item up use it now you have a space mm -hmm. pick up the item that you dropped so it's quite loose on that it's trying to get you to have as much and uh optimize hand management as much as you can resource management does all that and yeah it that's it. I, it i like it, the art it, though it's like intentionally quite bad bad but i guess it yes. feels you know intentionally that way like it's, yeah it's it nice. is um it doesn't yeah, feel like they set out and also some of the cards like and i'm just scrolling to the, the kickstarter pages now so yeah. i don't like the artwork actually legitimately looks super cool um yes yeah. it's it's okay it's uh it's a cooperative adventure it's got the element of the dungeon crawl in it and it's one of those games where i have I've played better games, mm -hmm. and I have better games on my shelf. So it's not, yeah, I I wouldn't buy it for that. But if we were out and somebody said, "Oh, I've just bought this game. Would you like to play it with me?" Yeah, sure. You know, I'll play the game with you. I don't have that much of an issue with it. It's not that great. It's getting quite. It was getting quite a lot of buzz about it. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of went over me. I think there might be nostalgia that I'm not getting, or yeah, I, I can don't... imagine if you have more nostalgia for you know those adventure books and stuff like that. It's probably... Well, I I love those adventure books. I the the Lone Wolf series. So the the Lone Wolf video game that came out a little while ago. I bought that site and seen just because yeah. of the affiliation with Lone Wolf. So I don't know. I. Yeah, there's there's just something about it where I went, hmm, yeah, I can appreciate what it does, but I've played better and it was okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I think uh, Ben really likes it. We played played it with um, Stephen, who was with us at UK Games Expo. He was a bit more kind of on my side, but I think he liked it more than me. Yeah, you know, so he was. But yeah, that's it. We've not really. I haven't played anything else really. Uh, board game was. I did get my copy of the Oinks, the Oink Games version of Modern Art in. Yes, so pretty. Yeah, it is. It is, and uh, the the collection is still continuing. Um, still trying to hunt down all the Oink games and get them here in in Europe. Yeah. Uh, Difficult. I think we should. Some of them I don't exist anymore. Yes, some of them don't exist anymore. Uh, I think we should just organize a trip to Japan. We should. We should just organize a trip to Oink's offices and see if they'll just give us stuff or sell us directly. Yeah. Billy, like, let's cut out of the middle. What, you mean? We want your games. <laughs> give them to us. Yeah. I, I just like show them all the podcasts. <laughs> just give them a list of all Listen the people we've this. made to buy our, their games just by talking about them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true as well. <laughs> need to cash in 
Yeah. So I think that's it. Is there anything else you you've played that you've forgotten about or? Um, not that I can think of. Like I turned on the Yakuza Kiwami Two demo, but then I didn't play it. Um, just because I was like, ah, fuck it. This game comes out like next month. I'll just wait. <laughs> play Assassin's Creed. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that game, but you know, maybe taking a little bit of a break from Yakuza for another month. Because I did just finish six like last month or the month before. Um, right. But yeah, other than that, not really. Yeah. Picking away the same stuff I as we talked about just... before. Like yes, you know, Blaze Blue and uh, still playing a bunch of Pocket Rumble. That game's still great. That's another cheap Switch game that I highly recommend for multiplayer. Actually, I played a bunch of Pocket Rumble online yeah. since we last talked about it. Um. All right. Okay. Yeah. The netcode in that game is really fantastic when you're playing against uh, like someone that you've connected to, like a friend. So I uh-huh. played a bunch of matches against Nathan um, over a couple of nights, and those were all perfect. And I played against some people just randomly online, and they were a bit more of a mixed bag, but they were mostly still really good. So, yeah, the online multiplayer in that game is great. Um, people are very good at it already, because... It's a simplified fighting game, so yeah, yeah. People that are good at actual fighting games come in and are like, "Now nah, we got this." And it's like, oh, yeah. "Well, I'm not good at <laughs> those games. I hope this would be one I could be good at. I guess not. Oh no." <laughs> uh, so, I yeah. did something the the other day. There, I had some money that you know, physical cash, and I thought, "What I'll do is thought I'll puzzle exchange it." A puzzle exchange it. <laughs> so I. I bought some prepaid cards for the the Nintendo eShop. Mm-hmm. I thought I'll load them up and I'll, you know, there was a couple of things on sale and I might pick up the, you know, a couple of things. The, is it Pocket Fighter, one of those? Yeah. Pick up. Yeah. Pocket Rumble. And Pocket Rumble. And Pocket Fighter is also a game, but it was a. It is, yes. It was the Street Fighter one. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up putting £30 on and I went to the store and it's like nah I don't fancy that anymore and so I'm now sitting with like 30 spent all on Fortnite skins yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) there is another game that just came out for Switch that I've not played yet but Uh it's like on my radar as one that I want to pick up um, called I think it's called Pato Box yes I saw this it's like a black and white uh, it looks very kind of like Punch-Out-esque yes it's got a real cool art style uh, and what little I've heard about it because not many people seem to have been paying much attention to it because it kind of came out of nowhere um, has been quite positive so So one of the games that I noticed before we started recording uh, was no not Bomb Chicken Bomb Chicken also looks very good though (laughs) <laughs> it's from Arc System Works and it's called Radio Hammer Station. Oh yeah, I was looking at that as well. As someone yeah. who is currently working on a series of videos, like I'm trying to build up a bunch of backlog of videos for our, you know, our YouTube channel so we actually have stuff going up consecutively. Yes. Um, I'm doing a bunch of stuff on rhythm games for the Switch and that one is one that's like man, I should just fucking buy this. I've got enough of them already but it looks fucking weird. Yeah, so I, there's no video to go with it. No. So I'm going to see if there's maybe a trailer somewhere. 
Yeah, I'm sure someone will. Have. I didn't. I didn't realize it was Arc System Works. I just saw there was a villain and what appears to be a villain in one of the screenshots that is a giant mechanical Buddha, Buddha dude with a swastika on his front that says "boss" and is firing giant drums. I think. Yeah. With uh, on them. Yeah, but he, yes, and he also has a a sideways baseball cap. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, and he's got like there's guys standing over. Yeah, there's like guys all... standing on like clouds around him, saluting. Yeah, and it looks like uh oh, was it Zach from the Dead or Alive fighting games? Oh, it totally does. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking weird. There's also and a chicken the... sitting on a record in the corner. I was I was gonna say your character's on a a record and she's got or he's got a big hammer. Yeah. And then there's a chicken that looks like Elvis. This game looks interesting. I need to look it yeah. up to see if it's worth... I need to look it up to see if it's worth looking at. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some cool stuff out in the eShop just now. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. Should we have a look at it as well? Yeah. There is not a lot. Uh, there's quite a lot coming out. So by the time you listen to this podcast, there would have been quite a whole load of stuff coming out. The Octopath Traveler, there's other things as well. But uh, what we've got coming out for the week after that, so week ending the 20th of the 7th, we've got uh, Sonic Mania Plus. So that is the physical version. It's basically the Game of the Year edition, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's got the DLC I, stuff in it. Yeah, and it's it's got something else that's added that's going to be new. I can't remember what it was. No, I don't know. Uh, I think you're right, but I, I don't remember. I'm not really following yeah. that much. Like, I enjoyed Sonic Mania quite a lot, but I, yeah, I'm just yeah. following DLC stuff. Very but much. I know you will get it, though. You Whatever it is, you get because if you've already bought it. Oh, uh, you mean it's like built? It comes in. I know the, yeah, the DLC was like that. Yeah. Uh, and then what else have we got? We've got an Adventure Time game, Pirates of the Encheridon if I'm saying that correctly, Sounds coming fine. out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that's listed here for weekending the 20th of July is Slain Back from Hell for the Switch. I think that's a physical version as well, because that's already yes, out digitally as well. that's already out, yeah. Yeah, um, that's supposed to be quite good. Um, Slain's quite an interesting one, actually, because like it was, I think it was a Kickstarter game, um, but it first came out and people hated it. Like, they were oh, like okay. this game's terrible. Um, so they, they like the developers took that to heart and then went back and basically fixed everything and called it back from Hell Edition. And apparently it's quite good now. <laughs> like they fixed it. They listened to every complaint that people had and were like, alright, cool. We'll make this a good game then. My bad. Okay. Which is nice. Um, but yeah, it's quite a quiet week for releases. Yeah. But they, you know, we're starting to get into sort of, well, we're gearing up for August. August is normally quite a, a bigger month. There's a lot of stuff coming out in August, both video game and board games. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then there's a bunch of digital stuff coming out for like Switch and PS4 and stuff. There's yeah. a lot of games coming out. Yeah, there is so. Too many. Yep. Absolutely. So I think that's about it. There's nothing else to add, is 
no, I don't think so. No. Um, so if you have any complaints or compliments mm. or I don't know things you really want to shout and annoy us with you can send those to podcast at glitchfreegaming.com we can also be reached on twitter at glitchfreegame you can find us on facebook just search for glitchfreegaming and of course don't forget that we have our website www.glitchfreegaming where you'll find all the latest reviews uh, that Ben puts up for us like I said there's the preview for Roll Quest the Kickstarter game there's another Kickstarter preview that we did for a game called Evil Corporation. Um, yes. I think that's finishing. That's finishing up on Kickstarter. Uh, I have seen the. I saw the prototype for that. That was very nice. Yeah, I saw the prototype for it as well. Um, didn't get to yeah. play it because there was only two of us there. We had yes, I did. Yeah. But yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah. So I, you can check out those. Uh, also, you know, all the latest video game reviews that we have are up there as well. And of course, you can see the links to the podcast there as well yes. so and then we also have video stuff up at youtube.com slash user slash yes. free game um, there's nothing new up there just now but you know go watch our game of the year videos put some effort yes. into those go watch our Northguard review yeah our Rogue Trooper review that board game yeah. review that has a bajillion views on it for some reason <laughs> because <laughs> some Greek board game website linked to it once. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the preview that, or the the quick look that I did at an expansion for Five Tribes. Yep. And we put it up, and it was one of those that we got it here in Europe, and we got it for like three weeks before the Americans. Mm -hmm. And we put it up, and it got, I think it got something like three four hundred sitting there thinking we you know this is it we've, we've cracked it we've done it and then it just got more and more and more and then we couldn't figure it out because uh, the link in board game uh, board game geek was working for a while and then it just wasn't getting the traffic so the yeah. traffic was coming you, from you somewhere don't, you don't really get a lot of traffic from board game geek except for those first couple of days before anyone else uploads anything or yes if you're the last one to upload something so like we I did a review of um, the Portal board game, and that's got a decent amount of views on it because I did it actually for the opposite reason. I did it late, and so for a while it was the latest video of that, uh, and so it was on the front page or not the front page, but the you know the Portal page of yes. Board Game Geek because it's you know they show the latest videos first. So mine was on there first because I was the last one to do it. So every time I went, it was like, oh, it's there. Um, but yeah, this one was just some Greek board game site uh, embedded your quick look at the Five Tribes expansion onto their page for the Five Tribes expansion. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and so it has like a thousand more views than like the next highest video on our site, our YouTube channel. Yes. So <laughs> Mental. Yes. So, so watch our on... videos. Subscribe. <laughs> yes. Subscribe and watch us a butcher other things. Well, watch me butcher other things anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran's quite good at that. I just butcher stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> and... <laughs> so until then, we shall speak to you probably next week. Thank you very much for listening to our waffle, and we'll catch you again soon. See ya. Bye.